Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Almwake, exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on KAOI by Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Almwake. Good morning, Maui. It's James Jacobson sitting in solo today. Mary is uh, feeling a little under the weather, so we sent her lots of white light and energy and know that she will be back and, and feeling well very shortly. Today's program is all about peace. These programs all come together and kind of have a certain theme, and they kind of magically happen without a lot of, at least, intentionality on our part, but they they come together in a beautiful way, and today's program is all about peace. We're going to be speaking to three guests on today's program. The first is Carl Anthony, who is a uh, a singer-songwriter who is uh, very involved in the peace movement, and then we're going to be speaking with um, Barbara Field, who is the director of the Association for Global New Thought, and they are doing the Peace Train, which we've talked about on this program before. That's going to be in April. Well, it's a fascinating event, and we'll tell you more about that. And then wrapping up the program today, we'll be speaking with Don Gross about the entire season for peace and nonviolence, which uh, Unity is a co-sponsor of here on Maui want to let you know that uh, we're getting tons of listeners from all over the world who are listening to us. So if you're driving around Maui right now, know that you are not alone. We have a worldwide audience thanks to the internet and podcasting. If you miss any episodes of Conversations with Friends, you can find them on the web at conversationswithfriends.com or on iTunes where we podcast this program. So we hope you enjoy us. Join us there. Last week I mentioned that I had launched a new website for Valentine's Day called Do You Remember Love, which kind of chronicled the odyssey of what dogs have to teach us wisdom-wise. And I think we just launched it a couple hours before I came over to the studio and we'd had over a thousand people look at it. Well, uh, as of Saturday, which is the last time I looked at the stats, over 30,000 people have come to visit doyourememberlove.com. And I want to encourage you to do that just because I think it'll warm the cockles of your heart. And uh, we've gotten we're getting feedback from people all over saying, geez, that really made me cry. So I dare you to go watch that three-minute presentation on doyourememberlove.com and see if it doesn't uh, yank a tear out. So let's turn to our first guest right now, who is Carl Anthony. Carl, hello. Hello there. How are you? I'm doing just great. Carl just, is... Uh, hi, Jim. I, I'm delighted to talk to you. Are you um, where where are you calling in from today? I'm actually calling in from San Diego. From San Diego, but you're a native of Cincinnati. Uh, you come yes, from a, a large Italian family, and uh, oh yes, it was very loud around the dinner table. Very loud around the dinner table, and what is distinctive about you as a musician um, is how you've dedicated your music to peace. Uh, yes, I think it's a it's a grand idea. You've done. You've traveled all over the world. You've you've been uh, twelve tours to Russia, two to China, Japan, Australia, Central America, Europe, and, and you've been in every state in the country? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's 20 years, uh, 20 years of, of a lot of touring, obviously. Um, you know, I put my, I put my um, music out there, and it's amazing what kind of invitations you, uh, you get when you, uh, when you dedicate your music to something that's uh, meaningful. There's a lot of people in the world that want peace, and, uh, and music is a great way to just kind of bring it out there in the world. How did you get started? You know, it's interesting. I I, I was uh, in a musical theater group. There was uh, I was invited to be in a musical theater group, and being around all these crazy, very creative people, I just I thought how um, how um, amazing and wonderful it would be if to have music be a part of my life for, for, from now on. And at that time, I mean, I, I was uh, I was twenty three years old, and I didn't play an instrument, and uh, I never even they just kind of coerced me to be in part of this group and and uh it was right from that moment uh, that i realized that i i wanted to uh have music be a part of my life and just took one step at a time you know you get you get inspired by uh the people that you're around and uh those people inspired me to uh want to be a uh, part of music and so i just got a guitar and st- sat down to a piano and just and 
did the quick the quick study <laughs> yeah. version of of learning how to do this thing, and I've been doing it for twenty years now. There must have been some native talent there, or was it just persistence and hard work, or a little well, bit? Well, you of both? know what? I think it, I think there was a little bit of that. My my mom was uh, was big into singing, and she was actually uh, an aspiring opera singer when she was young, and so I was around the music and. And so it, 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 you know, some, for some people it does come uh, quicker than others, but, you know, you have to work at it. I mean, just like a, you, you write a song, you know, a song is, a, is a 90% inspiration, and then uh, that last 10%, you know, is perspiration. You know, you really have, <laughs> to, you have to finish, you have to do some work in order to finish a song up so that it's uh, presentable for, for the world. You've gone around the country with the strike accord musical presentation that you do for, I guess, schools. Yeah, kids. You know, just, uh, what, what grade level? What lo- Go ahead. Uh, no, what, just tell me a little bit about that. What grade level and what's it all about? Yeah, strike accord with kids was uh, something that came across. You know, I've always taken a step towards whatever has taken a step towards me. And uh, you know, I just start writing songs that I that I wanted to inspire people about uh, environmental issues and world peace and things that, that I felt had a lot of meaning. And so, but the main thing that for me was I was always really, uh, really, I was always just uh, in- interested in getting the audiences involved in a non-threatening way, you know, and not talking about sing-alongs, but just a, a way that they would feel engaged. And so I would write songs and do things that would in- engage the audience. Mm-hmm. And, and that would inspire teachers in the room that were in the audience they said you know my kids would love what you do and i'm thinking really and and they would invite me into their schools and and at first it was classrooms and then it was you know no sing to the whole school and so i never really pursued uh uh, doing music for uh for young people or kids or at all but it kind of pursued me and as a result of that you know i had i have all these songs that uh that I that are just really great for kids, and so we created my wife and I uh, a program called Strike a Chord with Kids. And see, my wife is going to be coming with with me to Maui. She's going to be a part of the presentation. She is uh, she does American Sign Language to my lyrics. Wow! And this and is your wife, Jean. That's right, Jean. Uh, not not yeah. that you have more than one wife, but I just want to yeah, identify her as something right. else other than my wife. So so that's Jean right. does American Sign Language to to the lyrics. Yeah, and, and, and sometimes, you know, she'll uh, and introduce some of those movements to the audience where the audience can join in. It's really beautiful. It's very graceful. It's real elegant, and it's, uh, it's just, it's almost like, it, it, and it reminds me a lot of, uh, like, hula, but uh, completely uh, a different form. Now, what, what we're talking about is this event that you're doing in Maui. It is March 2nd at the Queen Ka'omano Center. And right. you are part of a whole cadre of performers, um, including the Unity Choir and the Hula Hui and Bonnie Newman and I think uh, Louise Lambert and a, a number of people. And this is a what, what's the message behind uh, the program that well, you're doing? You know, this, this is a, the message is you know if if you believe in nonviolence, if you believe in peace, if you really want to make uh, make a stand for that, or just even just come out and have fun and say, yeah, I do believe that this is a possibility, that this is a great time to support that and to see and to be around a lot of people who are also supporting that. And it's um, the the season for nonviolence is a period of time during every year that right now it's it's starting. You know, it's right in the middle of it. It starts when uh, the at the anniversary of Gandhi's death. And it goes all the way um, for until into next month, mm-hmm. and this is going to be a great celebration where a lot of great talented people are coming together, and it's all about bringing the community in one place. And let's just take a let's take a stand uh, that we believe that nonviolence is a viable solution. When you when you convey this message to children in your school programs, what what do they what do they say? Oh, kids are yeah. You know, this, this is what kids already believe. <laughs> You know, kids are, uh, you know, I, I, it's almost like, you know, you look at some situations in the world and you think, oh, why in the world are we doing this? Well, I think kids come out that way. They, you know, they, they're, completely, they're completely aligned with, you know, the basic rules, and that is, you know, get along with each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, and the kids are always receptive to that, and they're also very enthusiastic about the messages. 
Any any uh, anecdotes that strike you from your 20 years of doing this that you'd like to share? Hmm. Well, hmm. you know, it's been um, it's been a major ride. I mean, to, for 20 years ago, then when I said, you know, I would love to uh, have music be uh, the way I I do my life, you know, and as a result of making that stand, of course, in the first five four or five years, it wasn't easy. And, uh, and even at some times, it's not easy, but it, um, it certainly has been worth it. I, I have been uh, very, very blessed to be supported by uh, people that believe in not only um, the style of music that I write, but also believe in the messages. I mean, it's, there's a real large uh, community out there that wants, to, uh, that wants to get the message out that nonviolence is uh, the way and that peace is possible. And uh, and I I'm just real happy that uh, I'm, I get to be able to do what I love uh, with uh, a great group of people for the last 20 years, and I hope I get 20 more. Over the 20 years, have you noticed there's been a shift in in the or an evolution in how people have perceived your message? Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's always uh, there's always shifts. There's always ebbs and flows. You know, there's. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's times when we get uh, we get real inspired uh, with a message of peace, and there are times when uh, the message gets confused. And I I believe right now is a very powerful time because I believe that the world uh, has seen uh, enough of how bad it can get. And there's uh, I think I think people are ready to stand up and say, okay, you know, we need to try uh, something else. We need to try. Um, some we need to try some things that uh, create a, a world where people can get a, can people can work together uh, that where we can worship together where we can you know and, and all all kinds of different ways I mean there's all there's a lot, so many different uh, belief systems out there and there's and they're all able to coexist together mm-hmm. and I think that uh, people are at a place and are very motivated right now to do just that. I think this season for nonviolence is a, a perfect time to just kind of bring those ideas out. Carl, we got to take a break, but when we come back, I want to hear a little bit more about what got you in and then your advice for people who feel this passion in their hearts, who know that they want to make a difference in the world in terms of uh, conveying the message of peace and nonviolence, but just don't know how to start. We're going to talk to Carl Anthony more about that. This is Conversations with Friends. We'll be right back. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwick is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. I'm James Jacobson, and today's program, we are talking about peace in its many forms, as this is the season for peace and nonviolence, not only here on Maui, but it is being uh, celebrated and recognized throughout the world through a variety of different programs. And uh, we're very proud to have a vibrant program here on Maui, for which, uh, of which Unity Church is, is a major sponsor. We're speaking with Carl Anthony, who is a musician. He is going to be participating in an event at Queen Ka'aumana Center on March 2nd. Um, he is a singer who's been doing this for 20 years, Carl. And before we went to break, I, I wanted to ask you um, the question that a lot of people have in their minds. They they feel this compunction. They, they watch the events that are happening in the world right now. They, they feel that, hey, peace is the message. It's what I want to convey. But I just don't know how to start doing something about it. What advice would you give? Hmm. You know, what are you inspired? By, what are you inspired about? You know, what are you inspired with to do? Mm-hmm. There's, um, you know, we all have our our gifts and uh, what the things that pull us. 
you know, for me it's music. For other people, it's other things. You know, so the um, the, the main thing, that, obviously, to look at is how how am I living my life? You know, and I think that that's for me uh, something that uh, I have to look at, and also uh, Gene has. You know, we both look at that all the time. You know, how are we living our life? How are we walking on the on the earth uh, right now? And how is that uh, affecting other people? And I think that's the big thing, you know, what, even with our Strike Accord with Kids uh, show. You know, we, we try to focus a lot as, you know, uh, of how are you affecting someone else. And I, I think that that's something that we can look at as an individual as well as, uh, as, a, as a state and as a country and, you know, in coexisting with each other. How are we affecting other people? Becoming more, becoming more conscious about the impact that our actions have on the planet as a whole. And, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 getting the message of peace out. Do you find that um, we talked a little bit about this before? But uh, does this ebb and flow? In other words, was was the message that you've been uh, continuing to bring to the world of peace was that received differently? Say after September 11th versus a year or two uh, later into the into the Gulf War. I'm sure it was. Yeah, it, it was it was received uh, differently. You know, it's, whenever uh, we can even again look at this uh, as an individual, whenever we are uh, feeling attacked, um, it is it is it's very difficult not to want to lash back. And I think that that is uh, that was a reaction that we made as a, as a country. But we, you know, one of the things that we can learn from uh, people like Gandhi and Martin Luther King and and uh, is is that issue of of just taking a breath first once we do feel attacked and looking at what other options are there besides lashing out besides retaliating and um, you know that's uh, it's just it's a it's a good it's good it's a good topic it's a good thing to think about and I think it's uh, what ultimately we need to do are there things that you and 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 your wife jean do in the course of your day-to-day lives that help anchor this message yeah we keep singing you keep (laughs) singing so do you got you guys wake up in the morning and you guys are singing together uh, in the bathroom in the shower and just (laughs) well what what is a thought (laughs) Uh, you know it's it's interesting uh everybody has their daily practices Uh uh you know what we like to do is um we like uh, exercise, and we like yoga, and mm-hmm. we like connecting with people with music. Um, and I, I think that uh, you know that I think that that is uh, the uh, the the main thing that we need that I feel connects us is that uh, sense of connecting with other people. That's why something you know an event like this on the Friday night is uh, so important. It's uh, it's the community coming together and. Uh, and music, I think, is so powerful uh, when uh, when everyone is uh, tuned in to it, and it can really bring your place. I mean, we're all trying to uh, l- uh, live uh, in some part of the the day uh, from our heart, mm-hmm. at least. You know, that I think that's a real. Uh, I think that's something that that uh, we all try to do at some point. We don't want to live from our from our head mm-hmm. all the time. We want to live from a space of. Uh, of compassion, you know, at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a beautiful venue. Have you ever performed before in uh, at Queen Carolina? No, I'm, I'm actually. Uh, it's going to be a first time for me. So I've uh, I've heard great things. Um, we're looking forward to to flying on over and uh, and being a part of this. We're very excited about it, and I, I'm very excited for everybody to also meet Jean. I think they're going to really uh, enjoy her performance uh, with the music. Carl, we look forward to seeing you. This is going to be uh, on March 2nd. Uh, he's going to be performing along with his wife and a number of luminaries at a peace, con- uh, peace concert that's going to be free at the Queen Ka'aumanu Center, um, March 2nd in the evening. Thank you so much. Let me uh, get your website if folks want to find out more about you or, or, or find out about your albums. Sure. Where sure. do they go? It's carlanthony.com. With a K, K-A-R-L, anthony.com. Carl, thanks for being with us on Conversations with Friends. Well, thank you, Jim. You, uh, you have a great day. Hope to see you there. Take care. Aloha. Bye-bye. This is just one of the many things that we're doing here on Unity uh, 
at, on uh, at Unity uh, here on Maui to help uh, celebrate the season for peace and nonviolence. It's been a wonderful event that Unity has been a part of for for years now. There are organizations not only here in Maui, but as I was saying earlier, throughout the country and the world that are recognizing this period between the commemorating the period between the um, death of. Gandhi and the death of Martin Luther King. It is what constitutes the season for peace and nonviolence, and it's been powerful. Today's Daily Word from The Daily Word, which is a publication from Unity Village, is Let Go and Let God. God is bringing forth the new me who is emerging now. God is the answer to every challenge in life. Whether a decision I am to make seems to be greater or lesser importance, letting go and letting God is the surest way for me to make the right choice. And if the right choice is peace, you know that this is um, a time to celebrate that as we recognize that through the, throughout the season for peace and nonviolence. We're going to be speaking next with uh, Barbara Field, who is the director of the Association for Global New Thought. She is joining us from California, and uh, she is orchestrating this peace train. Hello, Barbara. Are you with us? Yes. Hello, Barbara. Welcome to Conversations with Friends. Hello. How are you? I'm good. It was I'm good. good. To s- kind of wish I was there on Maui again, though. I, I know you. Ju- you were just here a few weeks ago. How does it feel to to leave Maui and to go back to the harsh of Cal- harshness of California? Yeah, I know Santa Barbara's a horrible place. Really rough. But our huh? whole AGNT leadership council was there and had a great time with you guys. It was it was great to see you and 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 uh, while they were holed up for meetings a lot of the time because the weather was a little inclement, I I gotta say that the view were fantastic from from the from the suite that you guys met at so you yep. get to see all of that and <laughs> yeah. had dinner with Ram Das yeah that was the high point of our trip i think was um just to realize what a kind and 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 deep spirit he is mm-hmm. and becomes more and more of all the time that was quite an enriching experience for all of us well it was great to have you guys here and uh, especially in 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 the you know in february right that wasn't too bad. So the the peace train. Now this is an event that you've been working on for about a year now, and it's going to happen in April. Yes, it's actually the the tenth anniversary of a project that many of the listeners may have heard about by now, called the Gandhi King Season for Nonviolence. Mm-hmm. Um, we had our first season for nonviolence in the late nineties to celebrate the fiftieth and thirtieth memorial anniversaries of Gandhi and King. Mm-hmm. And out of since that time, in the past ten years, we've had groups building on the principles of nonviolence in more than four hundred cities in eighteen countries around the world. Eighteen countries, much like Maui, has had a very successful group for many years now. It, it's it's a big it's big. You know, it just keeps getting bigger every year with different communities coming together. Of course, unity being. Uh, a key uh, planner in all of this, but these events are powerful. We were just talking uh, before you joined us with Carl Anthony, who is one of the musicians who's performing in a concert for the uh, a peace concert that's going to be uh, at the Queen Kaumano Center on March second. Mm-hmm. And you know, there are just so many activities. You and the leadership of Association for Global New Thought have really been instrumental in getting this message around the world. Yeah, thanks for that acknowledgement. And I might add that Carl Anthony is one of the Peace Train performers, will be out with us on the train and in both of the conferences. Um, AGNT's mission is what now is a word being used a lot in our communities, um, referring to spiritual activism and so on. But we had the concept in 1997 and at that time we're calling it spiritually motivated social action, Mm -hmm. knowing that people like we in communities of faith had a part to play in the world that in many ways had a deeper foundation in ethics and morality and values than what appeared to be coming out in the mainstream political activist arena. And we thought that through our many projects, we would like to focus on that deep aspect of contemplation that has to precede any kind of really informed activism in the world. And 
have felt that this message has been so valuable and so many people have resonated with it. So um, I, I'd love to talk just a little bit about what the event looks like. Well, sure, absolutely. Well, t- tell us about it. Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> we're, um, we're inviting people, people from all over the, the world, really, mostly from the United States who have been active in Season for Nonviolence and all other people who are interested in this work, are convening in Los Angeles on Wednesday, April 18th for a big kickoff celebration at Agape International Spiritual Center. Michael Beckwith is the co-founder and senior minister there, and he was just on Oprah two times twice, in the last couple tw- weeks. Twice. That, that, that's, a, that's an all-time record, I think, yeah, to have well, uh, the, the, the power of the, of the movie The Secret. We'll talk a little bit about that later on because we're going to do an event at Unity on... Um, Sunday, March 4th, in the evening at 6 p.m. We're actually going to be watching those two programs back-to-back. If you missed either of the Oprah episodes dedicated to The Secret, we encourage you to come and come to Unity on Sunday, March 4th, and uh, watch them commercial-free. We'll kind of skip through the commercials. And then, importantly, we'll have a discussion about how to implement some of the messages of The Secret and the law of attraction into your own life. Uh, But uh, as you point out, Barbara, uh, Michael Beckwith, was has been on this show many times um but he was on not only you know with his panel where four or five people were on but oprah was so smitten and the reaction was so positive by her viewers that he was on again last friday just him yeah. and him and yeah. uh, james ray so so michael um of course will be the master of ceremonies and with the agape international choir and ricky byers beckwith there in Los Angeles, along with city officials and a lot of folks from L.A. meeting at Agape that night um, to kind of kick off the Gandhi King uh, Peace Train celebration. Mm -hmm. And uh, the secret may focus on universal principles and the law of attraction, but what AGNT is doing with it is applying, applying that not only to our personal needs and our personal lives, but applying those same principles to large systems change in the world. And that's what the Season for Nonviolence Project is about. So these laws apply on, a, on an individual level and on a much grander level, on a much bigger scale, because they really are laws. Yes, yeah. and we can change the situations mm-hmm. in the world that we don't agree with. And we're absolutely agreed that solving problems through violence at this age in our own civilization is either completely ignorant or completely insane because mm-hmm. we can certainly do better than conflict resolution with violence. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the very lowest approach mankind, humankind could take. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't mind saying that because there we have so many other resources at our disposal. If we used our minds and hearts and spirit, we would never be needing to hit people or kill people in order to solve a problem. And sometimes it's the way we language things, right? Whether you call it uh, the war on terrorism, just the fact that we're languaging it and thinking of it in that way, when there are probably a multitude of other ways of just of phrasing it so that we get the message across, but it doesn't have that, that sharpness to it. Right. Well, you know, if we wouldn't lead people into fear at the very first opportunity, then perhaps they'd stop and think about some of their other choices before they just reacted with panic. Mm-hmm. But don't get me started on that okay. one. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's okay, because that's kind of what the, the whole uh, Peace Train celebration is about, is really anchoring this feeling and this sentiment and being in, in a vibration with all these people who share this common belief and understanding and really uh, grok it on a, on a fundamental basis, on a, on a fundamental level. Right, and so those are the people that we've invited to be with us on the Peace Train and at the conference. There's some pretty um, prestigious, do some name dropping here. Who are yeah, some of the folks? Yeah, I will, because um, our co-founders in this project have been, since the beginning, Dr. Arun Gandhi, the grandson of Mahatma Gandhi. We've worked many, many times with the family members of Martin Luther King. Yolanda King will be with us in this instance, and we've worked with um, Bernice and with Martin the Third before in the past. Um, We're adding to the Gandhi and King equation for the first time this year. We're very pleased to be having the son and brother of Cesar Chavez with us on the train and in San Jose because for 
that whole population. Chavez, of course, was a great leader in nonviolence, and mm-hmm. we've been seeking a contact with that family for many years, and so now that is anchored in our group. Um, Dr. Bernard Lafayette, who was a contemporary of Dr. King's at the time of his death, mm-hmm. um, Lawrence Carter, the dean of Martin Luther King Chapel at Morehouse College. Oh, from Morehouse, great. Mm-hmm. Brother David Steindlrost, who is a, a Benedictine monk who is well-known around the world for, as a monastic, his approach to nonviolence in situations of hot conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, for the first time, to bridge the generation, uh, Arun's grandson, representing the next Gandhi generation, who is an MD at the University of Massachusetts General Hospital um, will be coming on the train with us. Hmm. So there is, these are truly living legends of nonviolence, with the exception of Arun's grandson, all of them in their 70s and 80s, um, having established the, the historic road and the principles of nonviolent social change, and very much aware that we're the ones carrying on this message now in a sense of passing the torch. So the, the, when, when we finish the Agape celebration the next day, we have uh, private rail cars that are leased for our event that traveling up the coast from Los Angeles to San Jose, California. And aboard the train, not only will the living legends be there, but Carl Anthony and um, seven or eight others of the greatest musicians that are connected with our community. Um, and we'll be having workshops and concerts aboard the train, along with a lot of community building and some whistle stops, and I think that's going to be very exciting. And then a good night's sleep up in San Jose, and then a, a morning to late evening uh, conference that is a little bit like our Awakened World conferences are mm-hmm. just one day instead of four. Mm-hmm. Um, up in San Jose. So that's workshops and plenary sessions and concerts and a banquet. So um, we're hoping this will be a very media-worthy event because we do believe it's the best model of spiritually motivated activism around anywhere. And we, we would love for the mainstream media to start paying attention to these alternatives. Well, we are here in KAOI here in Maui. <laughs> well, so I'm you're sh- Definitely a progressive forerunner in your field. Very much so, <laughs> and, and and I know uh, that not only um, as w- as we talked about before you joined us, we have a listenership now on conversations with friends that spans the globe. There are people who are, of course, listening to us who are here on Maui, but there are so many people, thousands of people, who uh, download this program and listen to it on their iPods and listen to it streaming on the internet. So uh, we're we're getting the message out there and. My hope is that we'll that you'll get some uh, good uh, national television coverage because this is the type of thing that uh, CNN and, and some of the others might very well be interested in, right? Well, y- you would hope so. <laughs> you know, that's what we hope to evolve to. But yeah. the more I understand about the the basic infrastructure of of that level of media, the more I understand why they have a a special interest in not really focusing on events like this and i think that we can't we can't give up because we we understand that we're really up against opposition Mm -hmm. and i think that's okay even to say in the new thought movement that typically would like to be very positive about everything that it's okay to recognize that the challenges that media puts in front of us uh, with the complementary type media accepted, of course, right. are real challenges that come out of special interests and provide obstruction and opposition to these causes. Well, there's, you know, the old adage that editors and producers use is that which bleeds leads. And yep. uh, I think uh, I think we're we're reaching a stage. And that's why this Oprah Winfrey broadcast that we were talking about, the the you know, the fact that she would do two episodes of her program, a full hour twice on with 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 Dr. Beckwith and others related to the law of attraction is so powerful and I thought uh, I'm sure you saw Friday's broadcast right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. W- what she said about where she was being self-reflective about the fact that this is what she has been trying to do for 20 years and a few years ago 
I think five years ago, she did a whole, every day she did a Remembering Your Spirit segment. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason we talk about Oprah is that she has such a vast viewership, uh, not only in this country, but her program is is rebroadcast around the the world. Um, You know, she is such an eloquent spokesperson for this change and bringing it to the attention. And the way she started last Friday's show was saying that you know, this is really resonating and hitting a key, and movies like The Secret are coming at a perfect time, and they're really capturing the imagination and excitement of people. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what, you know, the Association for Global New Thought has been doing for a while, and, and, and these teachings, which are which are effectively timeless, are finally getting, you know, more and more mainstream, and people are getting excited about it. Right, and I think that's a direct result not necessarily of the broadcasters and their choices, but it's really a reflection of the consciousness of the people who are the viewers and the readers and the listeners. That's where I place the credit, because mm-hmm. when you pointed out, if it, if it bleeds, it leads, mm-hmm. that means that they're responding to a preference of their audience. Right. And now as the audience evolves and becomes much more educated, it's becoming, it's determining the leadership and the, the approach to stories that will in the future be broadcast because the audience is becoming too educated and too evolved to take that lowest level denominator kind of approach anymore. They're Amen. just not going to stand for it anymore, in my opinion. Absolutely. And, well, I agree with you. I, I call it kind of a democratic marketplace where people vote mm-hmm. with their pocketbooks, and when it comes to media, they vote with their hours and minutes. And if you spend time reading uh, newspaper stories that are w- uplifting and inspirational, that says one thing. And if you spend time uh, watching and, and listening to programs that are maybe on the on the bleeding side of things, that says something else. And, and, and because the media, and we live in this... I think it's a great society that has this democratic marketplace that is based on the preferences. You know, it's it, they're commercially based. If people are interested in it, that's what you'll get more of. And so that's pretty powerful. Right, and I think that there's a third audience, and, and that audience is the one that is willing to be aware of the challenging conditions in around the globe. In other words, not just the good news and right. the happy stories, but willing to listen to that and think through what is a much more intelligent and conscious approach to meeting those challenges. So I know that our audience has been criticized a lot as Pollyanna Mm -hmm. or, you know, self-interested, self-help type people that only want to hear good news and think happy thoughts. And I want to be a proponent for saying that's not at all the way that I would characterize our community. I think that we're realists, and we're highly educated, and we've done the inner and the outer work, and we're seeing, yes, we're aware of the realistic problems, but we're also aware of some much more sophisticated solutions, and we need political and other types of social leaders to listen to our ideas. So, you know, nonviolence is at the forefront of that discussion, because whatever happens, the solution cannot be achieved violently. And that's why I think this work is so important. What advice, and I, I asked um, uh, Carl about this as well, what advice do you have for people who feel this impulse, this compunction, I want to do something, I, I'm so tired of hearing about the war and, and the violent reaction that our government has to many of the problems that are occurring. <laughs> What's your what's your advice? What's your counsel, Barbara, to, to for people to take action if they're if they're listening to this program? Well, this might be a bit controversial, but I I personally believe that the solution is not encountering the system and demanding that the system change. I believe that the system is going through its own trajectory of devolution now, mm-hmm. and that the The solution is informing alternative communities for governance locally, that we have a wonderful network of the New Thought churches all around the United States that are, they may be religious science, they may be unity, and they may be particularly Mm non-denominational, but in their faith communities, they are forming grassroots organizations that are addressing these problems as a community. And 
global is nothing more than omni-local, meaning local consciousness and action happening everywhere at once. So I really do believe that, well, yes, you need to stay involved with write your congressman and be involved in the political process and vote by all means, but that the real change is going to come from developing grassroots alternative governing structures in all of our communities. And these connections are often initiated over the Internet, right? Internet's a great place, but we still need real time, and I encourage people to seek out new thought and other type churches involved in social action. Mm-hmm. Because then they don't have to do this alone, which can be overwhelming, and therefore people simply don't act in that situation. As these communities come together, um, what what advice do you give them so that they don't fall victim to the same sort of consciousness that created this in the first place? Well, you know, if you look around, you see that many of the problems of conflict in the world right now are religious-based conflict, Mm -hmm. or at least the political leaders would have us believe that it was religious-based conflict. So many of the programs that have been successful at the grassroots level um, are calling together interfaith dialogue in their community. And that's a way for people to come together with leaders of all other faith traditions and take a look at the kind of differences that are leading to military and political conflict, not just in, say, the Middle East or, or a global region that feels remote to us, but the fact that those same instances of hatred or um, difference or exclusion are happening in everyone's community, and that's a wonderful place to start. And going and and being involved in activities like the peace train is is another great way. Well, yeah, because that's where we'll discuss all of the solutions that we've been building for the past 10 years and a strategy for where we go from here. So people who come to that event will definitely get a pretty fast-track tutorial on what they can do and not only how they can join groups, but how they can lead groups Mm -hmm. and in many ways realize their own leadership potential in the process. No pun intended, but that the, the peace train is a fast track to that, huh? Oh, I didn't mean that. Barbara, hop on board. That was one I hadn't heard Hop yet. on board, <laughs> get on get on the track. If, if folks want to find out about how to participate in this, uh, what's the best way? Well, go right to our website, which is www.agnt.org slash peace train www.agnt that stands for Association of Global New Thought org slash peace train and then they can find out more about all the events that are happening in California yeah Th- there's tons of there's tons of information you can register online you can call our office if you have ideas we want you to call us it's, it's a participatory event Barbara thank you so much for being with us and uh, we hope to see you uh, in California and an event again uh, when you come back to Maui any plans to, to to revisit Maui well all I can see right now is peace train I see okay. tracks not tracks. water in front of me <laughs> I got it well keep your eye on the tracks and and you just do such an amazing job there over at agent and we uh, thank you for your service and thanks for spending some time with us on conversations with friends oh thank you I always love being here Thanks again. Thank you, Barbara. That was Barbara Field, who is the uh, Executive Director for the Association of Global New Thought. I'm James Jacobs, and we're going to take a break. And when we come back, more with Conversations with Friends. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwick is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. 
And now, back to Conversations with Friends. I want to let you know about another sponsor who makes Conversations with Friends possible, and that is Real Estate Maui Style. Uh, we thank Myrna Stone and all the people over there at Real Estate Maui Style who bring Conversations with Friends to you every week. What's so wonderful about the magazine, and there are a ton of magazines here in Maui related to real estate, is that this is one that if you live on the island, you want to read anyway. Even if you're not thinking about buying a house right now, pick it up because the stories, the content are fascinating. And you get a who's who of the real estate industry here, whether it's real estate agents or mortgage brokers or anyone associated with real estate you can get a sense of what their personalities are like and who you want to do business with. And, you know, so many times if you live on Maui and you're not interested in selling a, buying a house right now, you have friends who are. And if you come from a knowledgeable place, that's a good thing for all of us. So we thank Myrna Stone and Real Estate Maui Style for being our sponsor. Um, Don Gross, are you with us? I am. Hello, Don. Don is a very active person in the season for peace and nonviolence. You're the co-coordinator for all of Maui, right? All of Maui. And um, I was listening to your conversation with Barbara Fields, and I agree with her on getting uh, community uh, participation. And um, that's what we're trying to do here on Maui. Well, you're not only trying, you're doing with, with, with such a elegance uh you know there are constantly uh new and 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 more fun activities that happen every year and uh so you you do a fantastic job at, at helping to orchestrate that tell us about this concert we were talking with carl anthony at the beginning yeah, of the program well, I'm, I'm glad that carl is going to be here for our concert because he's he's uh, really uh, been totally involved with uh, the peace uh, initiative and activism and um, we're going, not only Carl, but um, Bonnie Newman, who's our uh, chairman for this event, is putting together some great entertainment. Uh, it's going to be at the Queen Kahamana Center uh, at 6.30 on March the 2nd. And um, Who's going to be performing in addition to Carl? Well, we're going to have uh, Louise Lambert there. We're going to have our Hula Hui. And I might add, while we're talking about the Hulahui, is that they've been invited to dance for the opening of the uh, uh, peace train at the Agape Choir. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be traveling there, and so you'll be able to see them on stage, what they're going to be doing there. And they're going to be doing a beautiful um, dance called I Have a Dream. And uh, then um, we're going to have Leohu Rider. Uh, with the chant, and we're going to have the children singing for peace, and uh, we're going to have our Unity children there, and our Unity choir. So it's going to be a um, couple of hours of great entertainment. That's wonderful. But you know, I love I love listening to concerts. You, most people think you know in a shopping mall, but the acoustics are so good there under that open uh, tent feel. Oh yeah, they are, and it's, and, it's um, fantastic. We would invite everyone to come out and um, and see us, and um, we're going to be having peace flags that we're we, everybody can put their uh, prayer and put it on the peace flag, and we'll be making um, putting them together. How does that work? What, what, well, what are you doing with the, with the peace flags? Well, we have like little pennants, you know, okay. cut out, yeah, and and people have a magic marker, mm -hmm. and they can write their um, wish. For peace. That is very cool. And they're going to they're going to hang that up in the mall. Then we're going to hang it up on the stage as, yeah. as our closing event. That is beautiful. Yeah, and um, then um, Krista Morph is going to be there again. Emphasis on community, mm -hmm. and um, she's going to be promoting her compassionate communication. Well, workshop. that is totally. I mean, when we talk about nonviolence, it it just you know it can, it can happen on a grand scale when we talk about countries going to war and terrorism, but then it happens on a very micro scale because it all starts at home with yourself. And that's why Krista Morph's work is so powerful in nonviolent communication, learning the technique so that we can talk and speak in a nonviolent way and get our message across uh, nonviolently. And she's, and, she's the and most and elegant person at doing that. She's going to be doing a workshop at Unity Church um, mm -hmm. uh, March the 9th and 10th. Okay. And... Um, We'll, we'll be, you'd be able to sign up for that 
um, on March the 2nd if you're there. Speaking or of, call into the church, either one. Speaking of other things that are happening associated with unity, I know that uh, March 24th is our rescheduled whale watch, and you're in charge of that. Are there still tickets available for that? Yeah, thanks for asking. Yes, um, my, uh, 20, this Saturday, the 24th at uh, 4 p.m., uh, we're calling that as part of our uh, peace initiative also. Well, the whales uh, are certainly going, ambassadors for peace. We're going to be having, um, um, going out on the Prince Hill, and I have about um, 10 tickets left. Okay, how do we... How do we originally announced that it was sold out because it was on the 30th of January, but we we had some return tickets. So um, um, you can call up the... Um, Office two four two nine three two seven, or you know you, you can go on our website uh, unityonmaui.org and sign up for it or register online. Okay, either one. We're getting uh, sophisticated now. We're, we're getting very high tech. Um, uh, unityonmaui.org or our office two four two nine three two seven. And how much are tickets for the whale watch? The tickets are twenty dollars, only twenty dollars. Twenty dollars, and we're also going to have entertainment on board, aren't we? Well, we. And, you know, um, we, as part of our um, activities, we give out PC Roll Awards. Yeah. And we gave Marty PC Roll Award a couple of Sundays ago. And he's going to be on board. And a PC Roll recipient is Ron Dots. Yeah. And he's going to be on board. Wow. So, yeah, so, so this is a great opportunity as we talk about community to meet uh, with and uh, and uh, watch whales with some uh, prestigious members of the community who will help being uh, anchor this, this uh, season for peace and nonviolence. You know, um, uh, the mainland calls the season for nonviolence, and, yeah. and Maui has added uh, the season for peace and nonviolence. So... We we have inserted the word peace in the program, so yeah. um, uh, we are different from the rest of the United States. We certainly that. are in many ways. <laughs> well, Don Gross, thank you for being with us, and we thank you for all that you are doing to help uh, bring this season for peace and nonviolence to Maui. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Jim. I want to let you know about some other events that are happening at Unity and coming up. Uh, we have the 4T Prosperity Program, which uh, Mary Omwake facilitates. That starts on February 27th. It goes through May 15th on Tuesdays from 6.45 until 9.15. If you want to find out more about that, call the church. Um, we also have an event on February 25th, The Will of Heaven and the Art of Peace with Dr. Sharon Stoud. Um, and that event is at 1.30 on February 25th. I want to encourage you to check that out. The way to register for any of these is to visit our new website at unityonmaui.org or call the church at 242 242- Nine three two seven. Also, want to invite you to join us for our Sunday Celebration Church, which is being held at the Seventh Day Adventist Church in Kahalui. It starts at ten a.m., but we have a silence at nine thirty. We want to invite you to be a part of that. Conversations with Friends is available to you on the web at conversationswithfriends.com or via iTunes. Just check us out there. And uh, again, another plug for the video that I put together, doyourememberlove.com. I I dare you to go out and check it out and see if it doesn't bring a tear to your eye. I'm James Jacobson. I'll be back next Tuesday. Have a great week. Aloha. Aloha.